around the world and here at home, bringing relief, hope, and the life-changing message of Jesus. You're listening to the Mize Missions Podcast with Terry Mize. Welcome to the podcast today. I'm Lynn Mize, and I'm here with Terry and Renee Mize. And of course, you can find out more about us and what all we've got going on at terrymize.com. That's T-E-R-R-Y-M-I-Z-E dot com. We're missionaries. We've spent the biggest part of our lives traveling the world, ministering to people, trying to make a difference in the life of the everyday person, not just to stand up on the pulpit and, and preach at someone, but to really break the Bible down, get in the trenches with people, and try to try to make the Word of God something that's, that's effective for everybody, not just uh, the people who have spent the most time in it, not just the people that are brand new to it, but to everybody, to be able to open the Word of God, to be able to hear what it's saying to you, and to be able to put that into your life and see it make a difference. Uh, Dad, we're talking today about something that's really, really important um, in a world that we live in today that's full of terrorism, it's full of evil, no matter where we look, whether you're watching the news, whether you just uh, read the newspaper, you're seeing horrible things. You know, there's there's uh, there's no questions that this is not your father's United States of America or world today. No, absolutely. Um, there's just evil everywhere that we go. And, and we're talking about with the Word of God, we have promises all throughout it that tell us how we don't have to be subject to that. There are some things in there that we can do according to the Word of God that should make a difference in our lives. Isn't that right? No, absolutely. And we do not have to be subject to the barely elements of this world. God put us here to dominate. He put us here to be in charge. He put us here to be an authority. And yet uh, the church has just kind of gone to sleep over the years and acted like the rest of the world. And we were never designed to act like the world. We were designed to act like God. Yeah, Renee's here too. And and Renee, you were talking to some of the, the kids in our family, the boys in our family, about Psalm 91 and making that personal. Because there's lots that we can talk about in the Bible about protection, sure. and about defending uh, ourselves from evil and our families right. from evil. Right. But you were saying, hey, one of the easiest things you can do is to go to Psalm 91 and make it personal. Well, that's right. There's There's so many things in the Word of God that we have to... Uh, find out, and you have to kind of practice it, mm-hmm. um, what I call praying the Word or using the Bible literally word for word as a prayer, like a lot of churches call it a prayer missile or a, a written out prayer. But really, God's already done the hard part for us. <laughs> yeah. He's already written all right. these wonderful things down for us, and we can literally begin to take them and put our name in there, make it personal, instead of saying we or I or and take the thous and the these and the thous out and just begin to talk like you would talk to somebody else face to face. And these promises, like the very end of Psalm 91 says, um, you know, because you have set your love upon me. Well, the Lord is saying there, in other words, I, what I need to say is, Father, because you've set your love upon me. That's, I think that's verse 14. He, Therefore, you will deliver me. You will set me on high because you know and understand. I know and understand your name. Um, you, I have a personal knowledge of your power, your love, your wisdom, your kindness, your goodness. And I know you will never forsake me. No, never. I know that when I call upon you, Father, you will answer me. You will be with me in trouble you will deliver me and you'll honor me. See, yeah. these are profound things that if we started training our children how to say them from the very moment they learn how to talk and they're learning that that uh, skill, 
then we can begin to pass on to these children and teenagers and young adults and anybody that comes in the kingdom of God. This is how you pray. This is how you talk to God. And the very last verse of Psalm 91 says, Father, with long life, you will satisfy me and show me your salvation. So it's taking the word of God, making it personal, applying it to every facet of your life. And Psalm 91 does that in the most concise, um, specific I, you know, way in the word of God that if you just turn to Psalm 91 and start saying it every day over yourself and tra- training your children in these things, then it changes your perspective from fear to faith in God. You come out of the area of wonderment. Is it the will of God to help me? Is it the will of God to protect me? Maybe, maybe I was supposed to be there. Maybe, you know, my life isn't going to live. I'm not going to live along all the wonderment that the enemy tries and thoughts and people and terror and fear and all these things that are out there in the world, try to do everything they can to diminish you, make you small and keep wonderment in your mind about what God really will do. But Psalm 91 makes it specific about his promise to us. It does well, make well, it. Well, what you're really talking about is, is, and this is what the normal church or the regular average Christian has never understood, is this is not just a book that you read. It's just not, not a novel you pick up and put it down and say, okay, I read that. Or say, okay, I know the 91st Psalm. This is something that's proactive that the believer can take and, and, and become just exactly what the Word of God says they are, more than conquerors. He didn't tell us to be just conquerors. He told us to be more than conquerors. I've said for many years that the the world ought to be looking us up in the yellow pages under conquerors more than because the Bible is designed uh, as a weapon and a tool that we go and select the right tool, go and select the right weapon for the right battle, and then use that in battle, use that in war, use that in conflict, use that against the devil, uh, use the the shield of faith, the sword of the Spirit, all the things that, that the Word of God tells us about to combat the evils that you're talking about that are in this world because the world is evil and, and evil is prevailing in gross darkness, the Bible says, is coming on the earth and it's going to get worse and worse and darker and darker. Right. But that doesn't have to be true for the Christian. We can take this book and use it like a weapon or two. It's not just like a, a walking under a ripe apple tree and the ripe apples fall and hit you on the head, but it's it's absolutely you being proactive, you searching the word, you pulling out a scripture that works and use it. And like Renee says, you just, you say it, you decree it, you make it personal about you. This word works for me. Psalms 91 starts off about me talking about God saying, I will say of the Lord, I will do this, I will do this. The Lord is my refuge. The Lord is my my shield. The Lord is my help. Uh, And then it ends up with those scriptures that Renee was just quoting where God's talking back to you and saying, now, son, now, daughter, because you have set your love on me, now here's what I'm going to do for you. I will hear you. I will answer you. I will deliver you. I will, I will set you on high because you've known my name. With long life, I'll satisfy you, and I will show you my salvation. That's yeah. what this whole thing's all about. No, that's really good. And if you're listening today, maybe you just stumbled across this. Maybe you're not a regular listener, and so you're wondering, what is this all about? What are they talking about? You know, our point, our, our mission really, is to simply take the Word of God and open it up and break it down for people so that it'll work. You know, we don't want it, we don't want the Bible to just be a uh, like you're saying a, a genie in the, in a bottle, kind of a lucky uh, talisman or a lucky charm. We want exactly. to be able to open it up. We understand that the Bible's interactive, right. and so if you're listening today and you're wondering what this is all about, I just want to encourage you to stay with us for a little bit because I know that we're going to talk about some things that will affect you directly, and this stuff will impact your life for the better on an everyday basis. Dad, there may be a man or a lady out there right now. They're in the car, they're at the gym, they're doing whatever they do when they listen to podcasts, 
And, you know, they're really wondering about what do I do? You know, I'm sending my kids to, to school every day and, and, and yet constantly on the news, we're just bombarded with school shootings. You know, uh, my kids have a field trip today. And yet at the same time, we're flipping on the news and school buses are crashing and going off bridges. And we live in a tumultuous, you know, time of turmoil. We just we we live in a place where obviously um, something's up. You know, this is not the world that that we used to live in. Jesus said in John 10, 10, the thief or the devil, the thief has come to steal. He's come to kill and he's come to destroy. That's That's his job. That's what the devil does. And he's good at being the devil. He comes to steal. He comes to to kill. He comes to destroy. He wants to steal your money. He wants to steal your health. He wants to steal your marriage. He wants to steal your husband. He wants to steal your wife. He wants to steal your business. He wants to destroy your life. He wants to absolutely kill you and everything about you. He's a mad, rabid dog uh, running around trying to kill people, steal from people, and destroy people. And we're not left here helpless and hopeless. Jesus left us the Word. God gave us the Word. But again, not as just a booklet we read, not a cute little uh, Bible we sit on the coffee table and dust it off religiously and pat it lovingly. But He gave us this Word to be proactive with, to take it, to use it, to put our name in it, to remind God of what He said. He said, put me in remembrance of my Word. And then to tell the devil exactly what He said. That's what Jesus did. Satan came to tempt Jesus three times in Matthew chapter 4 and Luke chapter 4. And all three times, Jesus simply answered him with an Old Testament scripture because he didn't have the New Testament at the time. And he simply went back to Deuteronomy 6 and Deuteronomy 8 and pulled three little scriptures out there and beat the devil with. Who would think you could beat the devil with a little scripture out of Deuteronomy 6 that says, uh, uh, thou shalt serve the Lord thy God and him only shall thou serve. Or man shall not live by bread alone or thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Those three little scriptures, Satan came to him and tried to tempt him, and Jesus simply said, it is written. That's it. And he went yeah. right back to the Word and used it as a weapon and a tool. You know, if you want to look at it in Star Wars terms, uh, as soon as Jesus said, it is written, he reached down and grabbed his lightsaber, and it just became, it, it turned on. <laughs> yeah. You know, and he said, it That's is right. written. And here comes this sword, and then he stabbed the devil with it and said, man shall not live by bread alone. That's all he said to him. He didn't say, I rebuke you. He didn't even use the name of Jesus on him. I mean, he he took three little scriptures out of the Old Testament and beat him with them. And the Bible says the devil left him for a better time. And I guess he never found one because he never came back. Yeah, we don't see that. And and so we're talking about this is this is not just something for people who are in ministry. This is not something no, for people right. who have just uh, no, been a Christian everybody. all their life. This is right. this is you know, Renee, this is well, okay for, for everybody. Everybody can use this. Yeah, it's mankind. They're uh, just by sheer numbers, there are seven and a half billion plus people on the planet. Uh, by that, by that number alone, uh, evil has increased uh, around the world. You know, the population has grown and exploded, and that there there is opportunity for so much more evil uh, through technology. People have opportunity to see things that stimulate mental thoughts and lust and greed and pride and things like that. And people do not understand. Uh, really how vulnerable they are, like Terry was saying, to evil and evil thoughts and evil manipulation. And so it's, it's very, God's really tried to make it very simple. Like in Genesis 1, he told Adam and Eve to take dominion. And that's really the mindset that so many people do not have. They have to learn to take dominion. Then by the sheer fact that God has given us, as we've said, the Bible, mm-hmm. and you can go to the grocery store, you can go to Sam's or Costco and buy a Bible and a lot of these stores and go home and learn the wisdom of God and begin to just take it off the pages and put it in your mind, begin to say it out of your mouth, pray it from your heart, and you'll be amazed at how faith in God 
begins to be developed as opposed to being manipulated by fear and frustration and anxiety and dealing with a world that you can't control other than by faith in God and prayer out of your mouth. Well, back to what you were talking about, about the evils of this day. You know, right now today, in countries around the world, there's coming a knock at the door. And when you answer the door, here are these guys totally clad in black, face mask all the way down in black, got an AK-47 or an assault rifle in their hands, got a, a, a knife, a long dagger in their belt, and they ask the question, are you a Christian? And when that person answers that question, he knows or she knows that if I say, yes, I'm a Christian, they're going to kill me. They're going to kill my wife or my husband. They're going to kill my kids or, or either that or I deny Jesus. And of course, some are denying Jesus around the world, but many more are saying, yes, I'm a Christian, knowing full well they and their family are going to be killed. Now, my problem with that, Lynn, my problem with that, Renee, is that is I always want to know, well, where are they going to church? Where are these Christians attending church? What is their pastor teaching them? Is he is he just teaching them they have to lay down and roll over to the devil? Is he teaching them they just have to submit to the devil? They just have to hang their head and say, well, there's no hope for me. No, 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 no. They, they should be, be being trained in that very scripture Renee just mentioned in Genesis 126. God said, let us make man in our image and our likeness and let them have dominion. Yeah. He didn't use a word like power or authority. He said dominion. I want you to dominate this place. And he said, let them have dominion over the fowl of the air, the fish of the sea, over the cattle of the, of the field, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So we have dominion over creeps, and ISIS and all that bunch of terrorists. And that's your, they're a bunch of creeps, and we have dominion and authority over them. So what should be happening is, when they ask that question, we should stick our finger in their face and say, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. My God's bigger than your God. My That's daddy's right. bigger than your daddy. And if anybody's going to be dying around here today, it's going to be you and not me in the name of Jesus. Yeah. You know, I've been shot at before, Lynn. I've been shot at lots of times. I've been shot at at close range. I've been shot at from afar. I've had knives at my throat. I've had guns at the back of my head, guns at the front of my head, guns in my belly. I... I, I I've done this all my life, and it doesn't work. The Word of God is what works. You know, I, I, I knew about this missionary, knew about terrorism long before 9-11 ever happened, long before America ever woke up to terrorism, because I'm a missionary. I've traveled this world for, for decades. Uh, you, you don't even know because you were too little, but back in the old days when Mom and I would get you four kids and drag you all around the world somewhere to preach the gospel and win souls and have miracles and tell people about Jesus. Uh, sometimes the State Department here in the America would write to me and they'd say, uh, Reverend Mize, uh, we hear you're going to this country. Don't go to this country. And, uh, and I'd write them back and say, I have to go. I can't not go. I have to go. That's what I do. I must go. Paul said, Paul said, why do you weep and make this ado and beg me not to go? I've got to go. Woe to me if I don't preach this gospel. And so their, their answer to me would always be, well, okay, if you have to go, try not to look like an American. And I said, well, thanks a lot. That really helped. No, <laughs> our, our job is to take the word of God and go in authority and dominion. He said, he said, you have authority. You have dominion. And so we need to understand that even in the school shootings you mentioned earlier, I remember after Columbine, which is probably the most famous and one of the first school shootings, even in, in that shooting, uh, those demon-possessed boys said, are you a Christian, and begin to shoot Christians. Uh, in all these other shootings uh, that we hear of uh, in San Bernardino just recently, in, in uh, uh, every, every recent shooting we've had, they've said, are you a Christian? Just in the recent uh, situation in Bangladesh, they took those hostages and they lined them up in this cafe and they asked them, can you recite uh, verses from the Quran? And those that could recite verses from the Quran were, were spared and those that couldn't were killed. 
And so this is definitely a, a, a devil, demonic, evil, demon-possessed attack on Christians, on the Word of God, on, on God himself. It's an anti-Christ spirit. They're anti-God, anti-Christ, anti-Bible, anti-Christian, anti-good. Uh, the Bible says in the last days they'll be despisers of things that are good. Well, they certainly are despising everything that's good and right. And so we ought to be able to stand and point our finger in their face and say, no, 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 here's the rules. Here, we don't play by your rules. We play by God's rules. And that's what we're talking about today and using 91st Psalm uh, as a protection scripture or anything else. But anyway, I said back, back to Columbine. I remember after that happened, there was two or three copycat shootings. And uh, again, they would ask you, are you the Christian? Are you a Christian? Somebody said the other day about that San Bernardino shooting. So I heard someone make this statement. They said the bravest person in the United States of America was the second guy in San Bernardino that the killers asked them if they were Christian because that guy knew what was going to happen. The first guy, they said, are you right. a Christian? And he said, yes, and they killed him. So they asked the second guy, and, and he even knew what was going to happen, and he said, yes, I am. Right. But what, but what he didn't do is use the word of God and use the authority of Jesus. Even in the Charleston shooting there in, uh, in South Carolina, here was a little, a little uh, Baptist church, and uh, the pastor and, and a few believers were in there on a Wednesday night, and here comes this demon-possessed kid coming in there, uh, sits with them for an hour, and you'd think the pastor or the or the congregation, somebody would have enough spiritual discernment to say, hey, there's a demon-possessed guy in our midst that's going to kill us. But uh, after he sat there for an hour, then he pulled his gun out and killed them all, except I think he left one alive. And, and again, my question is, what are they teaching from the pulpit? Right. I mean, I love these people. I'm sorry any of them got killed, but my question always is, what was their pastor teaching? What 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 did they know about the Word of God? Obviously, they didn't know much because if they knew what we're talking about today, to to stand up and declare, no, 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 I'm running things here. You're not running things here. We're not playing by your rules. I'm I'm in dominion here. I take authority over you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Anyway, when those, when those things start happening, those copycat shootings, Lynn, uh, I literally had parents come up to me in different towns in the United States and say, oh, Brother Terry, you know all these school shootings? Uh, maybe that'll happen at my school, my kids' school. Maybe my kids will get to be martyrs. And I just look at them and say, what's wrong with you? Bite your tongue. You don't want that. Don't say that. What you need to do is go down there and march around that school seven times and shout and declare the blood of Jesus is upon this school. I plead the blood of the covenant and the covenant of blood, and there's not going to be any demons, any devils come in here. There's not going to be any shootings here. There's not going to be any murders here. We take authority. My kids go to school here, and because my kids are here, this place is protected in Jesus' name. Yeah, that's good. And if you're listening right now, and maybe this isn't something that you've heard before, we're talking about a very real spirit world, something outside of the natural, something outside of our body and our five physical senses. We're talking about a very real God and a very real devil and spirit forces on both sides. And if that's new to you or you want to know more about it or anything that we could do to be a blessing to you, uh, we want to do. And so go to terrymize.com, T-E-R-R-Y-M-I-Z-E, click on the resources page. There's all sorts of information in there that talks about this sort of thing and that will benefit you and be a blessing to you. As a matter of fact, we'd also like to connect with you. We want to hear about uh testimonies, things the Lord does for you. We also want to be able to pray for you and hook up with you. We believe in the power of prayer. So go to Facebook, find Terry Mize Ministries, and click the like button. And for this broadcast week, if you'll do that, then we want to send you a free book, God's Opinion of You by Terry Mize, and uh, just give that to you as a gift because we know that it'll be a blessing to you and it'll make a difference. So we're talking about supernatural protection. We're talking about the favor of God and the blessing of God being on your life, even in the midst of trial and and terror and all these sorts of things. So, Renee, we're talking about the terrorist attacks. So there was an Orlando shooting not long ago in a nightclub. Horrible thing. 
Are you saying, by listening to what you guys are talking about, are you saying that if somebody in there really understood Psalm 91 right, and really understood what they could do in this dominion that you're talking about, right. they could have made a difference and there would have been a different outcome? Exactly. Um, God does not prefer one person above another. What he's looking for in a heart, God always just deals with hearts. So he's looking for a person that understands relationship, that he is our father and that they have uh, developed some sort of relationship between themselves and God through the Lord Jesus Christ. And because of what Genesis says all the way to the end of the book in Revelation that we have been given, it starts with authority and it ends with authority. The Bible literally is to help people gain a relationship with God so that they have confidence that God will protect them. God will provide for them. God will promote them. God will give them wisdom and higher thinking about things. And it's not something that's, that's uh, so ethereal that it can't be realized in a human heart. God comes to live in us, and he comes on the inside of us to give us um, not only a level playing field so that we're not under the barrel, but he comes to live in us, to lead us step by step. Uh, prayer is a learned behavior. Authority is a learned behavior. Uh, being able to uh, stand with confidence in God and know that you can speak to things uh, just like Jesus did in his ministry, like he spoke to the wind and it was still, that a human being can speak out of their mouth the words that are on these pages and believe in their heart that God will do these things for them. And just like Psalm 91 says that if we dwell in the presence of God and if we have a relationship with the Lord, then I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge, he is my fortress, he is my God. I'm not saying, you know, it's always the best thing to be in a nightclub. Sure. And um, and then try, me, to, try to use your very, faith. Let me make something very clear here because there's going to be a real misunderstanding about these things. The reason I know is because I've been preaching this for decades and I've had people come up with these misunderstandings. Uh, you said, well, if, if somebody had been in the nightclub that knew the Word of God and used authority, would that have changed the outcome? The first thing people are going to be thinking, they're going to say, hey, my brother was there and he loved God. Hey, my, my, my sister was there and she loved God. Hey, my cousin was there and I know they love God. We're not talking, Lynn, about loving God. We're not talking about being a Christian or not being a Christian. We're not talking about, of course, they love God. Of course, God loves them. We're not talking about that. We're talking about an ability to take the Word of God and use it proactively, use it like a weapon or a tool. It, it's not just a case, sirrah, sirrah, uh, whatever will be, will be. Well, God loves me, so he'll, he'll step in and take care of me. That's wonderful when he does, but he, it doesn't always work that way. But it does work when we proactively take the Word of God as a weapon, as a tool, and use it. So, so you know, for years I'd get up and tell some testimony in a church about how God raised somebody from the dead uh, in our ministry, or how blind eyes were open, or deaf ears were unstopped, or how people were healed of some disease or whatever. And, and somebody invariably would come up to me after the service and say, well, my, my mother loved God and she died of cancer. Well, my, my grandmother loved God and she died of this or died in a car wreck. And no, 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 we're not talking about that. Of course they loved God. Of course they were a good Christian. Of course God loved them. But it, well, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about somebody proactively taking this word and using it as a weapon and a tool in their daily life. It's like Renee said, that the key phrase, the key thing in Psalms 91 that makes it work is verse 2, where it says, I will say of the Lord. See, 10,000 people can read this uh, and never say it. They right. can read it. They can read it over and over and over and over and over. They never say it. The key phrase here, he says, 
I will say of the Lord. He is my refuge. He is my fortress. He is my God. In him will I trust. God expects us to say these things. Anytime, anytime the Bible tells you to say something, you need to say it. Anytime he tells you to do something, you need to do it. And that, that's how all this stuff works. So I just wanted to throw that in there because I know people are going to listen to this and say, well, well my relative loved God and they died. I get that. There's no question. I would, I'm not disparaging anybody because sure they love God, sure God loved them. But this isn't just an automatic thing. It's something where you proactively can take the word of God, like Jesus did, like a weapon, like a tool, and say, it is written. And it's not just a head knowledge of saying, oh, no, I love God and he's going to help me. But it's a, it's a heart knowledge of saying, this is a weapon and I'm going to use it against this evil spirit. Because that's what terrorism is. It's a demon. It's a spirit. And that's why the United States doesn't understand it and why it's not a military thing. It's why it's not a police thing. I believe in the military. I believe in the police 100% wholeheartedly. I was in the military. But, but this isn't a military situation. This is a spirit situation. Uh, terrorism is a demon. Like I said, I learned about it long before 9-11. Uh, but but you have to realize that, that only the church, only the Christian is the only the church is the only entity on the planet that's equipped to deal with demons. Mm. It's powerful. It really is, and and really, it's exciting to think uh, of the of the person out there that maybe has never heard of something like this, getting a hold of it and making a difference in their lives. You know, the the goal of this ministry has always been first and foremost to minister to people about Jesus. Absolutely. To tell them about the Word of God, to tell them about the relationship that we can have with Jesus, with God, and that's been first and foremost. But secondly, Dad, you've traveled around the world since you were just a teenager and talked to people about how they could do this very thing, get in the Word of God, Absolutely. dig out the promises, put it on the inside of them, bring it out their mouth when when the time called for it, and change their circumstances. Yeah, we absolutely we we did two things all those many many years is is an open air crusade at night where we're doing evangelism, salvations, and miracles, casting out devils, and then in the daytime we're training pastors and teaching pastors, local pastors. We bring them in, we pay for their food, sometimes pay for their lodging, sometimes pay for their transportation. Depends on what country we're in and what economic status they have. Uh, but bring those pastors in, and we train them in the daytime line upon line, precept upon precept, how to do this stuff. And then we take them to the crusade at night and show them by demonstration how it works. And they see devils cast out and blind eyes open and deaf ears and stop. So, so we're reaching both, both classes, only two kinds of people in the world, the sinners and Christians. That's it. There's God's people and those that without. And so we're reaching both of those. We're reaching the pastors in the daytime so they can turn around and go back and preach that in their churches. You know, sometimes in India, I'll have 2,000 pastors or 2,500 pastors. Well, there's no way I can go to 2,500 churches. But I can bring those those twenty five hundred pastors to me, and many of those guys have ten, twelve, fifteen churches, and so it's multiplied exponentially. They can turn around, and go back to their churches, and preach what I've taught them all week and what they've seen all week in the Crusades, and 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 so they can teach their own people how to be conquerors more than how to be more than conquerors in the name of Jesus, and then of course get people saved. I mean, win them to Jesus so they don't go to hell. Yeah, and we're just about to do that. As a matter of fact, Dad, you've spent I believe we said eighteen years going to Romania. We're just about to do that. You can find out more about that trip at terrymize.com, T-E-R-R-Y-M-I-Z-E.com. We've got some projects on there. I'll be in India soon. Uh, Dad will all be in Romania soon ministering to pastors. And can you just just for a minute give us a quick idea of what goes on, what you've been working with those Romanian pastors on? Well, we're primarily working with gypsy pastors in Romania. And uh, there's four million gypsies in, in Romania, and then there's millions more around the world. And we've been just training them, ministering to them over this 18-year period 
And just since we started uh, ministering to them, they, uh, they've started over 400 churches and revivals broken out among the gypsies and so on and so on. And, and so, uh, again, we're, we're, we're teaching and training these pastors so they can turn around and minister uh, the Word of God to their people and raise their people, raise the standard for their people. And, of course, then we do orphanages. You know, we've got orphans there and orphanages and, and uh, helping the older girls that are not in the orphanage anymore been kicked out. We've got a lot of things going. But training those pastors is absolutely key. And God spoke that to me when I was 18 years old. He wanted me to speak to leaders and train leaders. Right, and we're so looking forward to it. And we do the humanitarian thing. If we if a house needs to be built, we build a house. If sure. a refrigerator needs to be bought, we buy a refrigerator. If we get the chance to minister to people and tell them about Jesus, then that's the ultimate goal, and that's what we're after. Amen. So I'm excited about it. And and uh, just in closing, I, I just am concerned that people out there might not understand how accessible this is. Renee, this works for everybody. Absolutely. Um, and there's no, uh, shouldn't be any hesitation in someone's life. If they're really serious about trying to, to change the dynamic of their life and they want real answers about how to conquer the fear and uh, the threat of just the evil that's out there in the world every day, when you send your children off to school every morning, there's this gut-wrenching feeling of that, I, you know, I, I, I want them to come back home to me just like they left. Amen. And the, to me, the, the best way that I've ever found, I haven't, I, I've lived my whole life learning and studying and, and asking questions and uh, trying to find out why people believe what they believe. And the best thing that I've ever found has been that, that wonderful book called the Bible that just has the I think all the answers all in one little book Absolutely. and it can make it such a difference in your life when you just have a heart to want to know truth. Truth is, is something that, that if you pursue it, God will be at the end of that pursuit. And the word of God is there to tell you what God thinks about your life, about your health, about your children, about your marriage, about your finances and about your future. Jeremiah three nineteen. uh, uh, 329, uh, the, the Lord, 29.11, I'm sorry, the, the Lord talk, says that I have plans for you. Jeremiah 3.19 says that he has plans for you. That God, uh, Psalm 139 says that from the very day you were conceived, the very moment you were conceived, that your whole life has been written in a book. There's a book with your name on it in heaven, and every single day of your life has been planned by God. And if God planned it, it's good plans. Yeah, that's so good. Dad and Renee, thank you so much. I think we've just scratched the surface to some of this stuff. I feel like we could talk about it for weeks on end without really getting into the meat of it. But if you're out there today and you're listening and this has been a blessing to you, or you're wondering, uh, where can I find out more about this? Get a hold of us. Find us on Facebook at Terry Mize Ministries. Um, find us on the, the internet at terrymize.com, T-E-R-R-Y-M-I-Z-E, and let us know what you're dealing with. Let it, We want to know about your victories and your defeats because in those defeats, we might be able to help. We can uh, we can recommend some resources to you. We can point you in the right direction. And and most in, and uh, foremost, we can pray with you and we can hook our belief system, our faith up with yours and believe that God will show up in your life and it'll That's make right. a difference. So thank you for joining us, Dad. I want to close, but I wanted to talk about somebody that uh, you've got a story that illustrates some of this protection perfectly about a little girl in Trinidad named Rhonda. And so I'm hoping that we can talk about that on one of the upcoming podcasts because I think that'll be a real blessing to people. Oh, it would be because she's actually having a personal up close and personal relationship with the devil himself. 
at night, and, and uh, we, we talk about how to whip that and how to change that and how she changed it. Yeah, that's so good. Well, thank you for joining us. Thank you for stumbling on us and staying with us. Uh, we look forward to building a relationship and talking to you about the things of God. Join us next time. We enjoyed being with you. You've been listening to a Mize Missions podcast. For all the latest updates to our global projects, speaking engagements, and social media, visit us at terrymize.com. You can partner with us to give living bread to dying men around the world. Get involved at terrymize.com. Until next time, thanks for joining us. This has been a presentation of Terry Mize Ministries.